You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. And happy new year. After a little holiday hiatus, it is so good to be back at the mic with you. I hope you are ready to thrive all year long together. My very first episode of this new week in the new year is all about goal setting. Since if you are anything like me, you're a bit of a goal digger, ready to set some serious intentions and directions for the year ahead. My very first guest is with none other than my best friend, Taylor, a fellow content creator, podcaster, Enneagram 3, and goal getter herself. As we FaceTimed about our own plans and dreams for 2022, we figured we'd pull back the curtain and make the conversation public to put our heads together and share our best tips with you on making good goals and actually hitting them. Part one of this conversation is right here on Thrive, and we're breaking down SMART goals, micro versus macro goals, process versus outcome-based goals, and our own personal goal-setting processes. Then be sure to hop on over to Taylor's podcast, Hustle Like a Mother, for part two, where we're talking about goal disappointment, how to adjust your sales along your journey, and top tips for hitting the ground running towards your goals more confidently, peacefully, and smarter than ever before. Stay tuned through this conversation. Drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to. And welcome, Taylor. Welcome back to Thrive. Happy New Year. It is the first episode of the new year. (laughs) And I'm joined with a probably familiar face and voice, (laughs) my lovely BFF. The Taylor Mobley. <laughs> Hi, Thrive listeners. Hey, Tay. I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, it's been long overdue, but we came to the mutual decision that this was meant to be after we both realized we were both planning goal-setting episodes for our respective podcasts for this very day, and we thought, you know what? Let's put two, together. put two heads together and make some magic. So, baby. <laughs> So here we are, we are chatting all things goals, which us being both Enneagram threes, overachievers, uh, like the, the total definition of like a chuggy girl boss. <laughs> I think this is kind of a perfect conversation for us to be having uh, both together and bringing to you. So yes, welcome, Tay. So Thank you. Yay. So let's get things kicked off um, by chatting a little bit about how first and foremost goals may differ from like your typical dreams and ambitions because there are so many big ambitious words thrown out there and on Pinterest boards and vision boards and obviously tis the season everyone's planning their big plans and dreaming their big dreams so what do you think makes goals specifically different you know I have a there's a there's a vision board my husband and I have created for like our life right? That's like, this is an overarching time we die. Like we want to have accomplished these certain things. They're not goals though. Those are like throughout our life, 
we'll work on these at some point. That's not something that I'm breaking down into like a weekly to do for myself. You know what I mean? And then there are life personal goals that I set for myself that are things that I can measure. Um, I think for me, goals have to be able to be measured. It's like anytime I make a goal, it's something specifically that I can know if I hit this goal or not. It's not arbitrary. Um, and it doesn't just exist like in the sky of my, I hope I get this one day. Um, it's like those goals are, are measured usually with numbers of some kind. Um, you know, and then I have business goals that are the same, uh, the same measured, but in similar ways. You know what I mean? So goals for me are things that I usually they're only a year long, the goals that I work towards. And then I break them up by quarter and month. And I don't usually look too far outside of that for my goal setting because things change so drastically from year to year that, you know, I've never been one to have like a five-year plan necessarily, because if I were to look at what my five-year plan would have looked like five years ago, it's absolutely not where I'm sitting today. And that's <laughs> fine. That doesn't mean I don't feel successful. Like I'm infinitely in a better place than I hoped that I would have, but that's just not a, an accurate way for me to measure goals. So I keep them short and then keep them measurable. Okay. You mentioned quite a few things here that we know are very, very important with goal setting. But one I want to hit right off the top of right, right from the start is having that, that macro goal being, you know, your year long goal, and then breaking that down into smaller, more bite-sized, less intimidating goals, which are essentially your micro goals. And I literally just heard this on I don't know, a podcast or a YouTube video or something recently, just talking about how much easier that is in oh, terms yeah. of maintaining motivation through it as well. Because the example they gave was like, say you want to, your goal is lose 10 pounds. Okay. Well, you might lose eight, which is still amazing, but you'll, you might end up feeling like a failure, losing your motivation to keep going. You might oh, just yeah. call it quits altogether being like, man, this is so hard. I've tried, I've tried so much and I'm still not there. I quit. Yeah. Whereas if you would have broken that goal down into two five pound bits, you would have yes. surpassed that first goal. You would have surpassed it by, oh my gosh, three pounds. And you might have had the motivation to continue to get those like two more pounds mm -hmm. too. Um, by having them broken down that way as well. Like exactly. it's, it's a smaller chunk each time. Yes, it's way less And you could have celebrated, you know, that first milestone and felt that extra motivation to move forward for the second one. Absolutely. So it's super, super clutch. And then of course, another thing you mentioned, goals being measurable. And this just makes me laugh because we just <laughs> we talked, talked about, about this a lot <laughs> before hitting record because yep. I had, I just saw someone's, someone's video this morning. God bless her. She was talking all about her goals for the year and she was super pumped, but she pulled out what felt like this massive scroll of goals here. And she's like, my goals are to be a better mom, to be healthier, to do, to, and. But what does that mean? Exactly. Is that mean? Like, granted, they were great in theory, in spirit. Her heart was totally in the right place. And by God, I hope she hits them. But my first thought was like, man, you're setting yourself up for disappointment because there's no way for you to actually know if you hit your goal or not. Because if you're just saying my goal is to be healthier, what does that mean? That means what does that look like? Is that, that, that you eat veggies to your day? Right. Is like you don't eat out. 
once a week? Like, what, what does it mean? There's no, right. And it's so ambiguous where you, it, it means you're either going to hit it with like the smallest amount of effort. Like you added three carrots to your plate and you're like, voila, I'm healthier. I have done it. (laughs) Right. Or you're like running a marathon and you're like, well, I'm, I'm definitely healthier. So there's, there's too big. It's it's overwhelming. And at the end of the year, if you look at your list and you're like, okay, was I healthier? I don't know. Was I? Yeah. I have no idea. Was I a better mom? I don't know. (laughs) Not a clue. So uh, let's run through smart goals for the people because I feel like this is such a tried and true, maybe you've heard of it, hopefully you've heard of it because I think this is the most we helpful and clear way to break down goal setting. Mm-hmm. And exactly, people often forget, but if you just follow this and literally run through it as a checklist, keep your own goals in the back of your brain as we run through this to see if it fits the boxes. And maybe it might just take a couple of tweaks here and there and your goals will go from being these like ambiguous, be healthy, be a better mom goals to clear things that you feel confident about, that you have a sense of direction with that are essentially like your guide map to actually achieving your goals this time, by this time next year. So uh, do you want to kick us off with SMART or shall I? You go for it. And then I've got some thoughts I'm going to toss in. Okay. So- Smart. In case we did not know, this is an acronym, and there are many different iterations of words that can go in this acronym. Yes. Uh, so I have a couple here. We've got first, obviously, S, specific and significant. So your mm-hmm. goal, like we said, should be a specific thing, not just some pie in the sky sort of phrase, mm-hmm. but something that is specific and something that is significant that could be significant to you uh something mm-hmm. that is something that you're actually having to work towards not just like we said a small itty bitty kind of thing uh but something that would feel like an achievement if you can do this and cross it off the list I love that I think specific is always the one that like stands out to me the most of both those words because this is goes back to what you're talking about you know about like things like eating healthier or being a better person, (laughs) you know, that's not specific at all, right? It's almost impossible to decide if you hit those. So I think this one is really, really key. Like you're going to, the rest of them are going to be a lot easier if you can at least start with something specific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then we've got the letter M, measurable and meaningful. And I think this kind of goes hand in hand right off of that making it measurable, making it something that is quantifiable in some way. Like you mentioned earlier, a lot of times that might be numbers-based, but if it's not numbers-based, that's okay. It just has to be something that you can actually identify whether or not you've done it. So it has to be, it might be, um, I don't know, like instead of be a better mom, maybe it's something like um, sitting next to your kid screen-free for playtime. Okay, well, there's no numbers in that, but it's something that's clearly measurable if you've done it or not. Like, you know, have I done this? <laughs> have I not? Yeah, numbers are not the only, numbers are not the only markers, okay? That, like, you, you don't have to have a number as your measurement tool, but you have to be able to clearly say yes or no to whether or not it was able to be completed. For sure. And meaningful, of course, don't just make your goals off of the next girl's vision board that you're seeing on Instagram Reels or Pinterest right about now, but make sure that it's something that you actually care about and that it actually matters to you in some way. I can't even tell you how many times 
I had my goals, my goals list for the year. And like the same thing was carrying over year to year. And I finally looked at it and was like, why the hell does that even matter? Like, does it matter? It doesn't. And I realized I was having some things on that were carrying over. And I was like, at that point, it was just a vanity metric just to be like, yeah, did it. At the end of the day, exactly, didn't really matter. And it didn't have the same meaning that I thought it might have. So I was able to cross it off confidently and be like, you know what? It's cool. Let that one go. It's all good. Absolutely. I love that. I think meaningful is, is a fun one for me because I love, especially with my personal goals, like I love to go through and be like, what are the things that I hope to improve on in the year? And I start with those goals that maybe aren't as specific, like, like be a better mom or be healthier. And I'm like, I would really like to reach those. So how can I, I know that these things mean a lot to me. So how can I, you know, make those attainable? Yeah. And speaking of attainable, A is having goals that are actually achievable or attainable. <laughs> Great segue there, Tay. Thank you. Just doing my best for you. Just doing yeah. my best. But really, it's making sure that it's not totally just any old number or any anything that's not realistically uh, actually achievable for you in whatever time span that you have set. So that one's, I think, pretty cut and dry. Um, and then we've got our relevant results-based meaning there's a clear finish line like you they all build off of each other here I think this is a recurring theme here is that yeah we got to be able to to figure out if we've hit them or not yeah so there has to be some sort of clear indicator whether or not you have done the dang thing by the end of the day and then t we've got time bound time sensitive there is an end point so yeah has to be some sort of Line. Yeah, like I said, I usually start with yearly goals and then break them those yearly goals into quarterly goals and break the quarterly goals into monthly goals. So there are time frames. Uh, some people find it easier to go month by month. I like to have a big picture for my year, so I do like to start with those. So all my goals usually have a year time span on them, which is cool because it's almost like mile markers in a big race. Like mm-hmm. you never, even thinking back to when I did cross country in high school, like it was only a, what, three, no, how many miles was it? 3.1 something miles, but yeah. you still had markers along the way. Like, all right, you're at the three, you're at the three quarter mile mark. You're yeah. at the mile and a half mark. It was never just the gun goes off. You start running and you're just on your own in the middle of nowhere in the woods until you magically cross the finish line. Like there was still some sort of tracker so that, you know, this is how far I am. You pace yourself accordingly. You know when to slow down, when to sprint. Like, you know, you know it all. And you would not otherwise if you didn't have some sort of yes. way to track your progress effectively. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And so I always write like the SMART on my whiteboard at the beginning of the year too, so that I can make sure that each of my goals are really aligning in, yeah. within that. It's yeah. a great Okay. Tool. So what are some of your goals for the year and how did you, you want how did you get personal and whatever you want to share and then tell us like how, how you came to making that your goal. Like it's not, you don't need to give like the whole smart of it, but like, why is it something that, <laughs> why am I making this a goal? Yeah. Got it. So a couple of my personal ones, those are just easy ones. Um, you know, I want to read two books per month. Me too. No way. I didn't know. We have the same goal. Wait, this is great. We can totally hold each other accountable. 
Yes, I have my be- books literally sitting on my on my office wall yeah, right now, like waiting. I just made all my list, my books list, and my Goodreads for the year. Yeah, <laughs> so I just finished my first one for twenty. Well, okay, I'm a little. The, oh gosh, girl, the year just started. I haven't even started my first one, but that's fine. I'm gonna build off your build off you, your momentum. Yes, I'm gonna keep you. I will, I will be there. <laughs> yes. Okay. So read two books per month. So this one follows all the guidelines, right? Like it's specific. It's measurable. It is attainable. Last year, I set a really big book goal and did not even hit half of it. I was really overzealous. With I wanted to read fifty books in the year, I read twenty four. So okay, in what time? That's the thing. Like you're slightly like, busy. Exactly. So this year, I was like, I looked at that goal last year, right? And I was like, okay. <laughs> let's try again. Let's just re- reset here. Right. And I knew I hit 24 last year. So I set the two books per month this year so that I would for sure get at least 24 again. And if I was able to complete more than that, like anything extra would be icing on the cake. Right. So I feel like it's attainable. I feel excited to work on it. I don't feel like it's taking away from other parts of my life. Like it's just a fun personal goal that I, I feel like I can, I can do. And it's good for my mental health. So that's one of mine. And another personal one for me is um, not numbers related at all, but, you know, deliver my baby. <laughs> like, you know, give birth, but like have a positive birth experience. And so that's on my list this year is to have a positive birth experience. I know not that isn't completely in my control, but there are some things that I'm, you know, working on to make sure that it's as positive as possible. And so that's not numbers related, but definitely, um, definitely one that I'm working towards and that I feel like is attainable with the help of my doctors and everything like that. Yeah. And I feel like you and I both in the years of knowing each other, cause it's been what, like basically forever at this point. Um, <laughs> I feel like we both have had a similar journey or similar trajectory in our personal growth. In the sense of we, I think both used to be the kinds of people who were very numbers based, Yes, very like we want this number by this time. But in looking back, I mean, a lot of that might've been vanity metrics. It might've been like, I want this many Instagram followers. And like, at the end of the day, we figured out it doesn't matter. (laughs) Speaking of that specific goal, right? I have taken those off my goal list for business completely. I have zero things related to social media, website views, like podcast downloads, like none of those are on my list this year. Um, I had them on last year. I did not hit any of them, if I'm being totally honest, because it's so out of our control. Um, But I realized, I'm like, why am I setting those number goals? Why? Um, Most of it is so that I feel good about myself. And it's, it is an easy way to say, look, I I made progress. I had growth, right? If you can clearly see that. When I took a step back and I was like, that actually doesn't affect my business like at all because it was my highest revenue business year since I started my business six years ago and my numbers stayed the exact same pretty much. Yep. So to me, that was like, okay, we need to take these off because all it's doing is stressing me out when I don't reach them. And it doesn't actually have any impact on my income, really. It's it's the other things that I'm doing in my business that are impacting my income. So let's look at those things and work on those things versus putting arbitrary numbers on your list. So those didn't even make yeah. it on my goal list this year. 
Yes. So good. So important. I had talked to my therapist about this when I was seeing her because I was stressed. I was stressed the F out because I was like, Karen, I have not hit a goal in like five years. What is wrong with me? And she was like, hold the phone, take a step back. Your goals are, I was doing the same thing, setting goals with things that are actually out of your control or maybe not fully out of your control, but like there are so many extraneous factors impacting it that like really you don't have so much control. So she gave me some really sound advice on this that I shall now bestow upon everybody (laughs) else here. Um, Because she said, shift your process from setting outcome-based goals to setting process-based goals. And I was like, ooh, so good. Going from outcome-based to process-based because then you are, it's almost like that same concept of taking it from a macro level to a micro level where you're breaking it down to something that's much more um, measurable, probably more achievable, something that is part of the process, so to speak, like instead of that end result. So if you're looking at something like, I don't know, people saying, oh, I want to lose five pounds, like we said before, um, since I'm sure the gyms are packed right about now, Instead of taking that, which is an outcome and making that the goal, turning it into a process-based goal would look something along the lines of, I'm going to the gym every single day, or I am doing um, this arms workout today and this legs workout tomorrow. And it's something that is totally in in your control, something that you, it fits all of these smart criteria, but the final, uh, the end outcome is probably still going to get you closer to that outcome that you had in mind. It might not be the exact same thing, but like at the end of the day, like we said earlier, what does it matter if you lost eight pounds versus 10 pounds? You still lost, You hopefully you got healthier in the process, which is the more important thing at the end of time versus looking at it as a vanity metric or as a random number that you just pulled out of your bum. So I think that's also a helpful way to look at it as going from process from outcome based to process based so that you are getting the habits and the routines and the the process in check that you need to basically get you on the path to the end result and then the actual end result can just be the fruit of that labor along the way and not just that arbitrary number that you picked out on January 1st or whenever you did your your planning it, for the year it's just i'm not always the same person in december than i am in january yeah. Um, what you grow. (laughs) So it's nice to have my goals, like kind of evolve with me throughout the year too. And if you stick yourself with one number, you, you don't let yourself do that, right? Like you don't allow yourself to have that growth opportunity. Um, but the process space does have a lot of room for growth. It does have a lot of room for that expansion. Um, that straight numbers just don't give. Exactly. Exactly. And it keeps you, I think, focused on your actual growth as a person through the process, because I I mean, really, that's the most important thing. For me, it's like habit building is a lot of the reasons I do some of my goals, right? So that is absolutely process-based, is developing these habits that you can carry with you through the next year. And then it doesn't necessarily even need to be a goal because it's just your life. Yes. Okay, well, on that note, mm-hmm. I think we are going to transition because this is part one of our little goal setting uh, extravaganza together. 
Yeah. Uh, so for part two, we'll include the link in the show notes. Make sure you head over to Hustle Like a Mother podcast, where Tay and I will be continuing this conversation with some yes. more tips, thoughts on what to do if you don't hit a goal and you're facing some yeah. goal disappointment, how to finish prepping for your new year, more about our individual goal process, goal setting processes and all that good stuff. So give this five stars before you go and then hop on over to Hustle Like a Mother for part two. Okay. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.